0: Everyone should at least get checked twice a year.
1: Do you get checked twice a year?
0: Nah, nigga. But <laughs> uh, I do believe in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe in things that I don't practice. I text you guys all the time. Like, lately this week, I've been blasting our group message with all these instances of me being right. Me being right. Right. So like, yeah, like I say things all the time on this podcast or just in general, and you guys just think I'm crazy. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm right. One of them was, remember when I fucked up my knee a few weeks ago? Mm, And you're like, why don't you ice it? And I was like, well, blood is supposed to be a healing mechanism, right? It's supposed to carry out toxins and injury and revitalize the area that got injured. So swelling is actually good, not bad. And you're like, no, you gotta ice it. Rice, you know. And then it turns out the practice of putting ice on an injury um, comes from a time when someone nearly got their arm cut off, and what they did was tie it off, tourniquet, and then also put the severed part under ice to constrict the blood vessels so that it could keep the blood in there. But and then they successfully reattached the arm. But people took this, this was like way back in the day, people took this instance as, hey, ice, ice treats uh, injuries. And they just took it completely out of context. And now people think putting ice on an injury when it's swelling is a good thing when it actually is the opposite of what you want to happen. You want blood circulation. You want blood to go there and carry you away or add blood cells to to heal the injury, not the opposite. And you also have the risk of like clotting and stuff when you put ice in there because you're constricting these vessels. It's just, yeah, one of those things in history that just got carried through because that's how people thought it was always done. There was no rationalization behind it. And I questioned it, but I sound crazy. Wait, wait, what did you questioned it. I, when we were talking about it, we were. Well, I remember. No, no, no. It was weeks ago when I fucked up my knee. I was like, it's swelling. And you're like, you should put ice on it. I'm like, I did. But I mean, if you think about it, ice, I want blood there. Blood is amazing. So, uh, yeah, I'm right.
0: So <laughs> you use heat then?
1: What's that? You would use heat? No, you just let the body do what it does. That's so it. it? Yeah. It's like, don't need to overcomplicate it. You get injured. I mean, obviously, don't take this as medical advice. <laughs> because I
0: think a lot of people are going to do that.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> no, no, no. I feel like a lot of dudes, a lot of dudes, men, men in particular, women are really good about their health. See, this is another episode of us talking well about women which we're not going to get in the habit of it, ladies, okay? You'll get the smoke soon enough. But one thing women are really good at is staying on top of their health. They're constantly going to the doctor for every little thing, which is a good thing, I would say. Maybe a little too much. Yeah, no, You know I'm not going to say too much. But they are very on top of their health. Men, on the other hand, like, you don't have a GP, huh?
0: <laughs> I still don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've never had one. Dude, I was in New York for seven years, never actually got like a physical or anything like that. I, I did go to the doctor for like some like urgent care or something every, like twice maybe in seven years. And that was it. It's just like, so what's the reason behind that? Why is it the men? Well, because really... men think
0: they, they can just, you know, figure it out on, you know, on their own. Like how they, they know their body. So they don't want anybody else because they yeah. think they know better.
1: They don't want anybody messing with their booty hole. <laughs> well, I mean
0: that, that, that might be another reason, but like, yeah. For the most part, men think that, you know, they can take care of themselves, which most of the time they can. But, like, sometimes you have to get checked out. Like, even I believe that everyone should at least get checked twice a year, you know?
1: Do you get checked twice a year?
0: Nah, nigga. But (laughs) uh, (laughs) I do believe in it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I believe in things that I don't practice.
0: (laughs) Because like I, time to uh to do it, but then uh, I, mean, I never. You know what? Uh, do it right now as we speak.
1: No, 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 no. You will not multitask on this fucking podcast anymore, dude. Stop.
0: Why not, man? I mean, <laughs> no.
1: people, focus, so. focus, man, focus. We're talking about it, so let's explore this idea. Men don't get checkups. We have a maybe. Do you think it's a distrust of the medical system, or we just? For me, the reason is just like I hate the bullshit. The fucking calling to make an appointment, finding a doctor. I remember this one time in New York when I first started my job, I was like, you know, what? All right, I got to find a doctor. I called the hospital that was nearest to me. And I asked them, yo, I want to sign up. And they're like, uh, OK, new patients. It takes about three months. I'm like, what?
0: Yeah, actually, that's the re- that might be the. Re- yeah, that was one of the reasons why I never, you know, yeah, to find a GP because I was just like, it takes forever just to even get checked, you know?
1: yeah and then appointments have to be made weeks in advance it's just like this whole right. thing is a fucking
0: it's a process and then you pretty much have to like take a day off just to go to see a doctor mm. you got to waste a whole exactly. day off just to yeah. see a doctor to get checked like come on you know
1: i know it's like plus men we don't have as many health issues i think in terms of like obviously we have our own kind of things but that doesn't happen until later in life as long as you take care of yourself and stuff yeah or if it's a sports injury or something but aside from that it's just like i don't know it could be easier it could be way easier and i know women listening to this is like you guys don't care about your body it's like no we just it's so annoying the process that yeah. it turns most men off and most people would say okay you just have to care about your health no 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 this is a flaw with the system that turns off this many an entire gender it's a problem with the system it needs to be fixed we'll fix it we'll fix it that's an idea too But I'm not going to get into it on this podcast, so I'll save it. And you'll hear it advertised on here. For all you single, productive men out there who have health insurance that you never use, we'll figure out something for you all to make it easy to... Because it should be as simple as just like, hey, it's six months. You know, like with the dentist, they tell you every six months, hey, come in. They they automatically make appointments for you, some of these places. That's how it should be. That is true. Mm. So we'll figure it out. But... I was right about the knee thing and the swelling. If there's any doctors or physician assistants or nurses who listen to the show, please comment. Tell me how much I'm wrong or tell me how much I'm right. I'd really appreciate that. I like knowing that I'm right. Do you like knowing that you're right, Akram? I really love being right. It's crazy. Uh, I don't. You don't like being right? You like being wrong?
0: No, it's just that I'm always right all the time and then nobody listens. So then when nobody listens, it's just like, man, I hate being fucking right because I knew I should have. You know listen to myself first before listening to some other people
1: oh you mean it's something that affects you
0: either that affects me or affects them like i hate telling somebody you know i told you so because just like i already knew how the outcome was going to be because no like me being me i'm an overthinker i always think about the worst worst case scenario and guess what ends up being the worst case scenario and then i tell them exactly how it is and they're like no don't worry about it it'll be fine and lo and behold, always a shitty situation. And, uh, and I tell them exactly like I told you, this is exactly what I said. But guess what? That you got to fucking deal with it. That's your problem. I like, you know, take it out of my mind. I'm going to let it go because I'm, there's no point of obsessing over, you know, being right. Yeah.
1: You know? uh, yeah. I don't, I don't
0: know. know. I hate being right because whatever I have to tell somebody, watch. They won't listen. They won't, they won't listen. listen. Yeah. No matter how much you, like, you tell them, like, the reason why you tell them is to help them. Everybody wants to make their own choices and that's, that's fine. They can make their own choices, but at least consider the idea of somebody else's, you know, Mm. and most of the time people don't because they think they know better, you know?
1: Yeah. And you hate arguing too. So it's like you want to fight for your position. Exactly.
0: I'm like, you know what? Go ahead. Go fuck up your life. Figure it out on your (laughs) own. I don't
1: know. I feel like I have a way with words. And I really enjoy arguing. So for me, it's just like, I know I'm right. I'm going to fucking fight for this shit. You guys find it super annoying. Yeah, because we're going in circles
0: multiple times. and um, <laughs> It's just a fucking cycle of your opinion. But I'm right,
1: opinion. though. Your opinion, my opinion, your opinion, my opinion. No, 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 no. And but I'm just, right, just, just, though. See, I'm saying, right, that. though. I'm right, though. That's how it is. That's how it <laughs> be, bro. I'm right. <laughs> like It's easier. Your life will be way easier if you just, just assume I'm right all the time. Dude, there's a lot of things that... And then it it turns into like, you know, the situation with with me where I'm just like,
0: I don't even take my own advice,
1: you know, because
0: right now you're just like, oh, you should just listen to me because
1: I, I know how to trigger people too. (laughs) And I get, I get joy out of it. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe there are some negative things about me, but there's certainly some positives about me or at least having me around. Right. There's been a few instances in this house. I'm calling them the Iman hacks. Where I just come out with a clever way to do things, <laughs> right, Akram?
0: You want to give an example because I I can't remember any. Right
1: all right, now. one is your bed. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, you're an engineer, all right.
0: <laughs> you got to give that to your actual training in school uh, education
1: and becoming. Yeah. An That's clever. No, you think you think school taught me how to put a king size mattress on a frame?
0: <laughs> well fucking geometry and fucking like sure, you know trigonometry. No, that's a
1: really good argument actually yeah that's a good exactly
0: point. That's,
1: uh, that's my point all right for the listeners akram wanted to put a bed skirt on his new king we'll, we'll go we'll talk about the review of your bed but basically akram just got a new mattress kingside bed but the problem is it's heavy as fuck and he wants to make his bedroom fancy. He wants to have a skirt on his bed. So he tries putting it and then realizes, oh, he actually put the bed on the wrong side. He was sleeping on the firm side, not the soft side. So he has to flip it. But now he fucked up the bed skirt that I'd put on. So now he's like wondering, all right, how are we gonna do this? And you were thinking like most people would, try to lift the bed and then pull the skirt under, right? But that Uh, would have been really hard.
0: No, 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 because I, I thought it was a two man job. So we would take off the mattress, Put the mm-hmm. skirt on, and then lift the mattress on both sides, and just put it over. Yeah, that because that that would be a, a two, like a two man job right there, and it would yeah. it, it wasn't that bad, but idea. It, it's just that yours was just smarter.
1: Yeah, most people would have done it the way you did it.
0: Yeah, it, it's because it's logical.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But to me, it I'm was, like that's a lot of effort. Yours
0: is clever. Yours is very. Um, I mean, it, like, I'll just say it's just
1: clever. So what we ended up doing was standing the bed on its foot, so like vertically, and then positioning the bed skirt on the frame because there's no bed. It's easy to position. Then we moved it. We we pulled the bed skirt. It's hard to describe, but basically we just laid the bed on the skirt and slid it forward and everything lined up. And um, it was way easier. And we didn't have to break our backs doing it because your bed is super heavy. And so that's that's an Iman hack. Another hack was like rearranging the kitchen to make a lot more functional sense. That's an Iman hack. That was
0: me and Iman being lazy because we didn't want to put stuff away.
1: Yeah, you guys put stuff yeah. in like the worst spot.
0: Yeah. Well, let's be honest. All the cabinets were empty.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So like we didn't even put any of the appliances. We were just like, you know what, we're eventually going to use this appliance. Let's just leave it on the counter. Let's yeah. just leave it on the counter. Just look. And then we did that for all the mini appliances. Mm-hmm. even though like we weren't using them every day so yeah. you were thinking um logically it was like you know what why do we have these out we're not using them on a regular basis just, just use it let's take it out and we use it you cleared up a lot of space on the countertop um mm-hmm. which yeah which i definitely appreciate because mm-hmm. that's something i probably mean i'm gonna just left it as it is.
1: yeah so listeners i'm a great roommate i am a great surprisingly roommate. yes because surprisingly
0: yeah surprisingly. <laughs> okay so, the when we were younger bro you were
1: oh yeah we shared a room huh
0: well when we were kids yeah but
1: in the apartment what was that like
0: uh honestly i don't remember all i know I i remember high school days where your shit was grimy as fuck and you stank all
1: right so but since we brought up the bed um what do you think you think a king size so listeners he had a queen size bed right but the mattress was soft and I think you prefer a firmer bed, and it, yeah. it's pretty old too. So well, you know.
0: the mattress is fine. Um, even like after I took the mattress to mom and dad's house, like mom was like, This is a really nice mattress. And I was like, Yeah, it, it's still good. It should like another four years, you know. Uh-huh.
1: And then Yo, uh, all the things that you've done on that mattress. <laughs>
0: nigga, why you gotta bring that shit that's, that that's unnecessary, bro. No,
1: nah, does it doesn't occur to you that you just give no. mom a mattress that I, you used to. You grind me, bro. Hey, hey,
0: hey, hey, I noticed that, bro. i like, what's wrong
1: you? Yeah, no, 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 be that. Like, you know when you come and visit us, you're going to be sleeping on that bed.
0: No, no, no. I mean, no, he's not. Mom and dad are sleeping on that. It's in their room. And then. Hey, uh, he's disgusting, bro. Yeah. Listen, listen. Mom, you're going to be sleeping on mom and dad's bed. <laughs> so You're disgusting. Stupid. Oh fuck! You're right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they they, oh, probably, they uh, probably smashed What? I a even think about there, that, bro.
1: Oh man. Hey, <laughs> so, uh,
0: where's the twin bed? I need a twin bed. Right <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, driver, on fucking, uh, like a gonna, or some no, shit.
1: He's gonna sleep on the couch downstairs, or like, yeah, I, I might train. do that, but honestly, wow. Oh, yeah. my God. Hey, you
0: know what? Let me sleep on the air mattress in Iman's room, bro. <laughs> I mean don't need a... uh Do you hey, got a mattress yet? Yeah, I
1: have a mattress. Huh? Wow. Right. Can, if you want.
0: If you don't
1: oh, back okay. Oh, okay. Oh, no, oh, no, no, Did no, no. you want to join the podcast? Hey, brother. Hey, hey
0: yo, what's up?
1: Hey, what's, what's good, going,
0: bro? Uh I don't know. We're just chilling out with some food and everything. What's going on?
1: Uh We're just on a podcast right now. Welcome.
0: Hey. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, did you know he's on a podcast?
0: No. I didn't yeah. know that. That's new. Yeah. What's his name?
1: It's Table Moments.
0: Table Moments. I'm Luca. Uh,
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in. We have I'm Akram. Brother. We're his brothers. And we do this weekly podcast, Friday nights. And ah. welcome. Welcome. Awesome. Nice. So right now we're talking about Bilal. When he comes and visits, he's going to be sleeping on the on the mattress that our parents used to sleep on. <laughs> Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah, well, that's where you were made, (laughs) Bilal. Oh, that's so weird. (laughs) Like flashbacks, bro. Oh my god. I'm gonna need four sheets in on top of that. All right. Yeah. Oh man. So I was really hoping Afra would be here, so we could talk about her parking dilemma.
0: Yeah, but
1: she's right now, no, no, I texted her.
0: No, look at the text.
1: Yes, yeah, she's she going to sleep.
0: She's going to sleep,
1: asshole. Oh, that prick. All right, so now we can talk about bitches. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, my coworkers workers are like, hey, I think we need an invite. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to? Yeah, let them. Like, Especially we on that said... topic. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you, if you guys got opinions, go ahead and share. What are your thoughts on bitches? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, bro. Well, it's funny, well We
1: just talk about random stuff. Yeah. I don't know them like that, but these guys, these guys are cool. Oh yeah, they're cool. Yeah. You don't have to worry about like being politically correct around these guys. <laughs> nah, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. No, but the problem is this gets published, so it might put you all on blast, though. That's the problem. It, no, but I hey, nobody can down. buy my stuff. Really?
0: Yeah.
1: That's what everyone says before they get canceled and
0: fired <laughs> and fired. Uh, and fired.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm free, so, you know, I'm going to be all going off and stuff.
0: All right. Do you want to, you know, dive into your theories about why you don't Canadians?
1: I thought I talked to, Oh, Man. that's what I want. Yo. All right. Akram recently took a trip to Canada.
0: <laughs> yes, I did.
1: Yeah. Um, and he got back,
0: you know, my experience in Canada, it wasn't bad.
1: The question is, can you or can you not trust Canadians?
0: In this instance, no.
1: (laughs) There you go. That's it. That's my only problem with Canadians. You can't trust them. You can't trust them. That's what I said. I said it. I said it. I said it. I said it. And then it came true. Oh, man. A fickle bunch.
0: You have a point, bro.
1: Yeah. You know what? Yeah. So, you know, if...
0: It's still a, a good experience. Yeah.
1: Solo trip, right?
0: It was my first solo trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. um And it, it was good though. It was, it was a good baby step towards going to different countries. Like mm-hmm. I know Canada is a country, but like it's it's our neighbor. Like right? can you honestly? You can't really think of it as literally drive there.
1: Did you use your passport? Yeah. There you go.
0: I know, but still, I would consider like a real solo trip going out of the uh, past. You know, at least crossing like the ocean, the hemisphere. You know, the hemisphere. No hemisphere. The what do you call it? The the line.
1: Continent, what are you talking about?
0: The is it equator?
1: What? So, if you go to Europe, it's not a (laughs) come on, bro.
0: No, I'm just saying, like, that I would consider that as like you know, going across, like flying, like you know,
1: do you get what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, no, the flight you took from one side of the country to the other was basically how long it takes to fly across the Atlantic, really? Yeah, no, it doesn't, yeah, does it for real? Like, it's a five hour flight from... from. Five? that's it yeah i'm pretty sure mm. seven hours it's seven hours or eight hours actually
0: so three more hours uh because i i flew from north carolina to and that was a five hour, like a four and a half hour flight
1: right and then you flew an additional how many hours to
0: toronto? uh yeah, from toronto to north carolina was about three hours
1: yeah so there you go that's eight hours yeah
0: yeah
1: so yeah that's a trip that's a solo trip You didn't go with anybody. You didn't know anybody there. You had to speak their language, which happened to be English, but it's okay.
0: You're stupid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, but they say A a lot, so it kind of gets confusing. Yo,
0: that is a real thing. (laughs) For those those people who haven't been around Canadians, they say A a lot. and You you would think that watching TV that they're exaggerating, like the actors are exaggerating. They're not, because that's exactly the... They're like A after every... And it's not because I was hanging out with certain people that it's just like i would walk around and i'm hearing the conversations and i'm like damn they really say a a lot a yeah. at the end of every sentence almost like
1: a. how's it going eh? exactly <laughs> and i was just like do, uh,
0: you, do you guys even realize what you're saying right yeah. now or is yeah. it
1: just like part of the conversation is it just like we should we should invite a canadian on here to defend their country you You're yeah i know that's why it'd be really cool so if you're a listener if you're listening you can we'll invite you on to defend your country and prove to us that y'all can be trusted that's what that's what we would want otherwise you can stay our hat no one got that one okay no, maybe not. that's just me yeah it was just,
0: yeah. what were you trying to say with that
1: our hat canada is america's hat
0: that's
1: yeah i know that's a two i know
0: that, i can't even like give that a two like it did even no no, like, no
1: no 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 no, no.
0: It
1: was a 0.5 at best. Uh, okay. Canadians. There's something different, bro. They're friendly. They're friendly is deceiving. They're like... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why I don't trust them so much. They're friendly. is like it's this shallow veneer that when you pull it away, you realize hmm, there's more to this. There's more to this. Yeah. You know, like um, maybe like one of those horror movies, the doll that looks super friendly, but then it stabs you in the back. That's what I feel like Canadians are.
0: Canadians like that. Maybe
1: that was a little extra.
0: <laughs> You're pretty much calling them Chucky.
1: Yeah, I know. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> it.
0: like, yeah. you are the little Chucky.
1: <laughs> yeah, y'all little Chucky's. It's like, oh, yeah. Hey, follow our rules. A, hey, we're just doing this to be polite. A, hey. it's like, okay, relax. Authoritarians all over the place, bro. I don't trust. Oh, man. What'd you end up doing in Canada? I heard you had this dope ass workout. Oh, you're going to
0: really just put me out there.
1: Okay. <laughs> um,
0: yes, I. So apparently, Orange Theory is a franchise that's both available in the States and Canada. So I went to an Orange Theory out there. I was provided a pass or a, a workout session. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I almost died. <laughs>
1: Yeah, workout, the work
0: <laughs> Workout? i oh my god. <laughs> never, I'll tell you this much, I'm never signing up for Orange Theory. Never, ever. Yeah. Because that workout no, Explain,
1: explain what was the workout.
0: Okay. okay, so it starts off with this. It starts off with um I think it's two thousand strokes, yeah. Um for doing water rows, water row machine. Okay. Yeah.
1: So that. Do they, call it, do they call it a hydro? Hydro? Ooh, uh, that's whatever. Clever. That's yeah.
0: Clever, but yeah, I okay. so. but <laughs> I, now, now that I think about it, that's a, that's a, that's a good idea like, to describe it as that. Yeah. Anyways, the hydro, um, <laughs> you do 20, 20 uh, or 2,000 strokes. It's like five to 10 minutes, somewhere around there. Then you have to do these calisthetic workouts. Okay. Mm. And you have to do two rounds of them. It ends up totaling to 300 reps altogether. Mm -hmm. Okay. okay? After you complete that, then you have to hop onto the treadmill. You have to run a 5K. For those that don't know the different, like the kilometers conversion to miles, that's 3.1 miles that you have to run on a treadmill. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you have to do this like nonstop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I fucking died. I, I, I really really thought I was going to die and I was praying that this workout would end as possible. And mind you, I'm competing against,
1: um, (laughs) I'm
0: competing with women (laughs) and there's no men at at the work. I'm the only guy there. Right. Yeah. Yes. Two of them. All, I mean, they were all pretty much fit. Um, they all had abs and Mm. um. And, Did you win? Oh no, I was last place for everything. Oh, for like real? yeah, because look, I'm a heavier set guy. I'm 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 five ten. I'm two hundred and ten pounds. Um, I'm a, I'm I'm not fat. I'm just thick and a little. I mean, a little muscular. But most of my workouts consist of like bodybuilding, not cardio. Mm-hmm. This workout is focusing on cardio.
1: Yeah. So my boy one, doesn't do cardio.
0: I do, hold on, hold on. Don't tell
1: um, I, <laughs> I, I run on the
0: treadmill for at least half a mile to a mile. So everything all added up. It took me an hour and a half to knock out. Damn. And I burned 14 or 15, almost 1500 calories. What? In that workout. Yes. Damn. And what they do and how I know this is because they had a fitness uh, tracker or a, track, a tracking watch. Mm. And that tracker watch actually keeps track. Uh, And there's a TV that keeps track of like your heart rate, keeps track of how many calories you've burned.
1: So question, why'd you sign up for that?
0: I didn't sign up for it. Somebody else signed me up for that.
1: Why did they sign you up for that?
0: Because apparently all the gyms in all of Canada will not allow you to get a guest pass. You have to sign up for a full on gym membership just to use their gym. Mm,
1: That sounds suspect to me.
0: That's what I thought too. (laughs) I think they just wanted me to go to this. Mm-hmm.
1: Because, do you think it was sabotage
0: i did feel some foul play a little bit <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't know i'm gonna give the canadian the benefit of the doubt but i don't know i wouldn't <laughs> after after reflecting oh my god i almost died i was like shit they, uh, they almost murdered me
1: yeah they they were trying to kill you see i told you you cannot trust these canadians man cannot yeah. trust them. I don't know how many times I have to say I'm right. <laughs> it's just easier I can, I to just my own
0: advice and just listen to you. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah. It was uh, definitely an experience. I mean, I'm not going to say it was all bad like um I I felt like I accomplished something, you know, more to do. Mm-hmm. Like but I did want to give up after the first mile. I was like I got 2.1 miles left of this shit. And then on the last lap, I moved up from like four miles per hour to freaking 10 miles per hour just to get the get shit. Get it over with. I, and then they saw me running like a fucking maniac. They're like, what the fuck is he doing? I'm like, I'm getting the fuck this treadmill. <laughs> running like fucking crazy. I was like, and then the coach is like, keep going. Get it. And then, mind you, guess, guess what they're calling me, all right? They don't even use my name for this workout.
1: What, okay? what do they call you?
0: Mr. California. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. California, knock it out, run! California, run!
1: <laughs> California running. Wow. Uh, pretty much, man. Wow.
0: Yeah, so, like, Mr. California was trying to knock the shit out of this workout and just try to get it over with so that mm. I could just get out of there and never come back. Yeah. Yeah, oh, man.
1: Shout out to Orange Theory.
0: Shout out to Orange Theory for killing me because Deadmire I, I died and yeah. y'all are some murderers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, All right. Well, that's cool. You did. You did that. Uh, related. Dude, by the
0: end of it, I was asked. I was asking for a gravestone. I was like. <laughs> Bury
1: me. was like picking out your casket.
0: <laughs> I was like, I was like, Fine. I literally said, "Please, somebody grab me, gravestone." I'm
1: you know what? No, 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 I do think it's sabotage because, like, we both know you have like latent asthma or something.
0: No, right? I do have asthma. I really yeah. I mean, I do have asthma. It, and then I didn't tell them that I had asthma until after the workout.
1: Oh. Uh, so they were
0: like, "You should have told me." I was like, "Girl, I didn't know I was gonna be doing all this."
1: Yeah. Damn, they are trying to kill you, bro.
0: They were trying to kill
1: you. They're murderers. Canadians are murderers. I think that's what we've elevated them to. Yeah, pretty much. Or wannabe murderers? I don't know. You know, speaking of the gym, we were at the gym the other day. We were talking about, like, uh, would you support a wife financially, right? Yeah. And my position is, like, here's the scenario, guys. So you got money, right? Money's not a problem. Would you support her or not? Are you asking me now? Yeah. Uh, No. And what's your reasoning?
0: They got to be doing something.
1: They can't just be staying at home, chilling.
0: The only time they're allowed to stay at home is if they can be sucking these nuts or uh, <laughs> taking care of my offspring. That's it. Like, yo, You can't be doing nothing. Hell no. Like, take care of the house. Take care of what? If it's like, you know, me and that other person, like, mm-hmm. you better get your shit together and start working from home or some shit.
1: Uh, what would they have to be doing? Huh? What do you mean working from home? Like, like but what if?
0: Keep yourself. The money up. is
1: inconsequential. Like, yeah, maybe they, they make some money, but it's like, it it's you it's nothing. What do you mean? Like, compared to what you're bringing in, it's, it doesn't matter.
0: No, they got to be working. Okay. Yeah. I'm...
1: Okay. Well, I have a different position on that. Like, yeah, I guess I'm traditional. Like, stay at home. Have a good life. What does that mean? Keep the home. Make the home a home. You know, we talked about this on the podcast, right? Men don't know how to turn a house into a home, women do. Yeah, that's her role, make it a home. Yeah, but what does that mean? Like all the shit that has to be done at home that makes it nice. You mean decorating? I can get a fucking interior decorator and get it done. it's more than that. It's more than that. Like what? Operations, domestic operations. That's how you call it. Instead of saying housework, you. Fellas, if, if you want to tell your, your significant other or wife, hey, I need you to do housework instead, just call it. I need you to do domestic operations. They're very important for our, for this, this system to work. And it sounds super important. And then you could call it um, um, director of operations. Yeah, you should do that. They're not homemakers anymore. They're no. directors of, uh, of domestic operation operations, DDO. I just elevated women. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I've just been all, always old school. Like, like you can go (laughs) make PowerPoints for some boss who doesn't give a shit about you. Stay home. Like, I got you. Just, like, play with the kids. Do your crafts. Like, have a good life. Literally, that's the point of all this. People. Spend time with people. Not, like, PowerPoints and bullshit like that. That's that's my position. I mean, you know, I left that life. I would not want someone who goes back to that. It's like, so, any dating topics on your mind um
0: how's okay so explain to me your approach uh
1: my approach is meet up in person as soon as possible
0: without even building yeah why because it's a waste of time
1: it's not speed dating yeah
0: because you're trying to meet up in person as as possible without communication
1: well i mean yeah we text back and forth until i get to a point where it's just like all right let's continue this in person over tea is that like i don't And you be, here's the thing the flaw with this this approach is that a lot of these girls, like, they're always doing stuff on the weekend. It's usually some stupid shit, but whatever. They're always doing stuff, right? And so they'll ask me, they'll count it off and be like, oh, you know, I can meet sometime next week. Bitch, don't you get your interest won't be there next week? They don't, it's like the half life of a woman's interest is about three days. After that, you lost her. It's like, you got to strike while the iron's hot. But these girls don't. Unless you're like talking to them constantly, trying to like, I'm not doing that. I don't care. Cause it's like, I know I'm the prize. It's like, it's your pleasure. You don't realize it yet. But once you meet me, you would realize that. But it's not my job to accommodate their incompetence. That's my attitude. So it's like, you pass it up. I'll move on. Like, that's how it is. And then when girls like, oh, you know, guys don't want to ask me. Well, I did. Guys do. Well, I don't know about other guys. Like I do. Like I'm very direct. So I think most guys would take that approach of like talking to a girl for a really long time before they even invite her to go meet up somewhere. And usually they do something stupid like dinner or a movie. It's like, no, nigga, you need a place where you can vet her. Dating is a fucking numbers game, bro. That's what guys don't seem to understand. So it's like, get, I've been on a ton of first dates. Ton, literally hundreds. Most of them, pretty much. Yeah, most of them never turn into second dates. Not feeling it. Or they're yeah. not interested. I'm see, not interested.
0: Okay, so I take a different approach for me. Like, no, that's why I do the whole like FaceTime date. If, yeah, it's a, I call it a FaceTime date. So, like, if instead of like meeting up, meeting up with somebody, I'm like, you know what, let me start a conversation. Let me get the number. And then if it builds on to, you know, good communication from there, then all right, let's FaceTime date. But it's just dry and then ends up being like, doesn't continue anywhere then that's where I'm just like, all right, no FaceTime date. Then I'm not going to even try to like, you know, meet up in person. That's just wasting my time. That, I feel like that's more wasteful of a time than actually going through all these dates that you've been on these first dates. You're spending an hour or two with somebody that, you know, might not be bringing you much substance or any benefit they, or anything from the time you're using up to hang out with them.
1: Let me ask you this. Has there been times where you're texting a your girl, things are vibing over text, and then you guys meet up in person and it ain't, it ain't there?
0: Nope.
1: Really? Every time it's been solid because
0: I made sure, like, if the conversation is good through text, then let me check it on FaceTime. And then on FaceTime, if it's solid, then in person, it's going to be even better because, you know, we already mm-hmm. have a face.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, you're still putting in hours here.
0: Yeah, but I'm doing it from the comfort of my own bed but i don't I, be, I don't have to be outside i don't have to be you know going to a certain place i don't have to really even get groomed up i don't have to wear anything i'm being comfortable in my own space and being able to like you know see if this would be something that i want to invest in. i'm not investing anything i'm not what I am know, i investing you're investing like you're dressing up you're going out you're you're spending up. your gas to go there come on that's it's right here
1: I'm one in- All right, okay i actually enjoy tea two I usually bring a book because I'm actually I enjoy spending time there. Three, I go to the same spot all the time. They actually know my drink now. (laughs) It's funny.
0: (laughs) They do. They know my drink. What's that? This is what you want. This is this is like they. I need
1: to get out of the house every day. This is the one gives me a reason to get out of the house. I bring a book, so I usually show up early to get some reading done. I enjoy a good cup of tea, which I enjoy. To me, it's not an investment. If half the time I'm just like I kind of hope they don't show up because this section of the book is really interesting. Like, So to me, it's like, I'm not investing in a thing. Literally, I would have been there. I would have been there already. And that's the thing, that's a lesson to you guys. If you're going to take a girl out, take her to do things that you would normally do yourself, by yourself. She's just along for the ride. That's it. It's like, I don't invest in these girls. Like the time, literally, I try to schedule dates as fast as possible within like six texts back and forth on these apps.
0: i think that's like not enough
1: time bro it's yeah that's the thing here's the thing i know i can get them interested once we meet up um yeah sometimes girls are awkward or whatever they're not like reliable yeah i mean yeah women are flaky but that's because i understand i'm not putting in the upfront effort but i don't want to because when i'm at home i want to do other things not be on my phone texting these girls i'd rather you know, practice. Well, core, no, just all like
0: that. It's just that there are a lot of, a lot of them out there who just like think their time is more important. Than-
1: but here's the thing. It's true in most cases because a lot of these guys actually think that way. A lot of these guys actually yeah, put these girls on pedestals. So I don't blame them for thinking their time is more important. They're just confusing these other guys with me. But when they meet me and they understand the way I move, when I set, day, like I told you how I set dates, I tell them day, time, place, day, time, place. I'm very, I'm assertive and commanding. That's how my texts come off. So it's rare for a girl to be offended by it. Usually they're all like, you know what? I really appreciate that. Most guys just talk back and forth. Literally, I had one girl say, ah, I don't even want to say it. It doesn't matter. She enjoyed it. You know, just being commanding and assertive. This is where we're meeting yeah. on this day, this time, this place. Yeah. And then if you really want to get creative or you want to be a little bold, tell her what to wear. I've done that too.
0: Okay, what about okay, so you said you haven't been on a second date, right?
1: I most of them don't become second dates.
0: Okay. So, what about the second date then? Like if you get to a second date, like you you flip the script and me, you tell them, "Hey, it's your turn to figure No, it out. I always plan it. Really?
1: Yeah. I want to no. do things I want to do. To me, they're just coming along for the ride. I like going ice skating. That's why I invite them.
0: Okay, that's fair. But yeah. for me, I'm just like, "All right, I want to see I want to see if you want to invest time in me."
1: Ooh, I like that.
0: Exactly. So you have to show me. So like I I challenge them. So the first date I I choose, I pick, I'm assertive. I decide like, oh, what time if it works for them? They're like, all right, cool. Right. Mm. Second date. I'm like, all right, it's your turn. I picked out the first date. I want to see where you want to take us. I want to see like what I challenge them to show a little bit about themselves and the type of places that they want to take me.
1: Okay. I'm not mad at that. I like that. I like that. But you, you put all this effort and time into cultivating the the what do you call it? the rapport between you and her so it's like it, it it's a good strategy cuz it's like yeah. it's you you close more but yeah. to me it's like I'm filtering these girls out so literally my position is all right first dates first dates first dates most of them are not going to turn into second dates cuz I'm just mm. not feeling it or but you know what we got different strategies I don't know I don't know it would be funny to see a girl if we had a woman on this this podcast and she's like, well, given her perspective, they have no clue, dude. They have no clue how much effort they are as a whole.
0: How much effort they are?
1: Yeah, how much effort women are. I read a post online. Someone was talking about, oh yeah, someone read it in Reddit where this sister wanted to help her brother. Her brother was getting depressed about the dating and he, he was a decent lee attractive man, I guess, based on her description. And he was doing well for himself. He's also fairly tall too. But he was struggling, right? And she's like, uh her dumbass thought, oh, he just he doesn't really know how to talk to these girls and maybe he's just not doing things right. So she took over his account for him, saying, like, I'm gonna get you all these girls. And then finally she got a fucking dose of reality to see how flaky and disinterested women really are. It's like, yeah, just because you match with someone doesn't mean they actually want to have a conversation with you.
0: Well, because they think it's easy because um, from their side, it is easier. It's easy.
1: Yeah. (laughs) They're bubble dumb. They're bubble dumb. They live in their own bubble and they're dumb for it.
0: Exactly.
1: It's like, and they have no clue. They have no clue because they've never known what it's like. So I don't blame them, but they are bubble dumb. But then when they talk, it's like, oh, no, it's not the same. It's like, shut the fuck up. You have no clue, they're just it's like, I'm a girl, I know what is it. It's like no, you understand what it's like to be the receiver of all this attention. You don't know what it's like to have to give and attract. you have the perspective that isn't even useful, but so it's just like, and here's the thing. I prefer my position on it because like I decide when we hang out, so it's like it happens on my terms when I feel like it, not when you feel like it, that's the thing, so I like the control uh-. I guess I'm sort of a control freak, but not you a freak. Yeah. I think it's an uh, adamant. I think a it's an, a super freak, super freak, super freak. Super freak-y. Yeah. I think it's an adequate amount of control. I do. I do have that tendency. And I'm honest about it. And I think a lot of women respond well to it too. They just don't, wouldn't want to admit it if I said it in a crass, indirect way. I'm just like, I tell them what to do. Women do like being told what to do, but they don't want to hear it said that way. But, <laughs> yeah the they dog? want
0: it they, they, they want it in a nice way instead of yeah. really being, being direct
1: yeah and that's my problem because the troll in me doesn't want to be saying it in a kinder way I yeah. just want to trigger them because here's another thing I've noticed there's a fine line between love and hate they can hate you okay but that's the opposite of love is apathy so it's like as long as they're feeling something it's good it's good so all you ladies out there triggered stop falling for me <laughs> Uh man. I don't know. Damn, it's gonna take a special woman to be my wife, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't know that.
1: Yeah, she's gonna she's gonna have to have tough ass skin. Yeah. Your wife is gonna have to get used to a ton of Amazon boxes.
0: Knowing knowing me, I probably would be talking to somebody that already has that same situation and that would just be double the boxes.
1: Ew. Then what do you do? You guys are gonna be drowning in boxes. We can build a,
0: a fort with the boxes. <laughs> <A fort. laughs> Paper mache. Yeah, pretty much.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, let me just text this bitch real quick. Cancel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're not any listeners, okay? So
0: that you know of?
1: No, they can't. Well, Yeah, that's true. Because I do have this on my profile. <laughs> no, <moments>. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, I really like having these go-to lines. Cause it's like, I don't even have to think, I just have to like fucking put them in. It's like, yo, here's the thing i noticed about women. Once you figure them out, it's just like, ugh, you know? <laughs> ugh. Yeah, cause it's just like, there's no magic here. This is just, I know if I do this, and then I do this and I do this, I'm gonna get this. And it's just like, they're so predictable. It's like the, the, the magic is lost. There's no like figuring it out, there's no nervousness. You know, remember the first time you were with a girl? It's like things are like, oh man, you get that feeling in your stomach and you're just like, ooh, I'm nervous. But then also when she touches your arm, you get like, ooh, tingly and all that. That's gone.
0: <laughs> that's gone. I don't know. Not, not, it's not always gone with me. All
1: right. And Lover boy.
0: I am. I am.
1: <laughs> Explain.
0: So it depends on the girl I'm talking to. So if I feel like there's a real connection with that person, then I just feel like, like I'm excited to see them, you know?
1: Um, that's not what I mean, though. I mean, like, remember the first time you went out with a girl and she was interested in you too. The the whole uh, like, you know what I mean?
0: See, when I was like that, that feeling that you're describing, mm-hmm. I would get these nervous sweats. Okay, in my in my, my my hands would be sweaty, and my head would be sweaty, and I was like, I hated that feeling.
1: Uh, that's just anxiety, bro.
0: That that's what you were just talking about. That's what you're describing. That no, 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 no.
1: Like it's like I don't know how to describe it. I think women know how to describe it better. But it's just like um, butterfly, not butterfly. Is it butterflies? I don't even know what it's called. But it's just like the I don't know, man. I don't butterfly know. How to it. Gas. What? It's gas.
0: Like I gotta fart. Like now? No, I'm just saying. Oh. Like if, like if I'm nervous, like it's like bubble guts kicks in. Um.
1: Yeah, I don't know. So, I remember the sputtering
0: this. Sputtering is not happening in my stomach. It's happening in my
1: butt. <laughs> okay, dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man yo that was like
0: a six at least
1: no dude that's a five or a four
0: dude that was good so
1: it's, it's mediocre it's okay
0: be, like, you laughed at it
1: yeah because i'm laughing with you it's okay it's okay it's okay to be average
0: we need a guess because you being the only critic kind of sucks ass.
1: all right i'm a harsh critic i'll give you that I'm a horrible one at- I remember this one time. I planned the whole day out, but it felt spontaneous. I planned museum. it's free always choose free dates guys because you remember you're going to go on a lot of dates especially a lot of first ones so choose very very cheap venues where you can actually have a conversation so museum museum's great because a lot of places they're free do it did a museum walked around i knew there was a hockey game i had already bought tickets and then in that moment i invited her i'm like yo i'm actually going to this hockey game you should come with me and then in the third period just before the game ends i go to the bathroom not because i need to use the bathroom so I can swap out a fresh piece of gum in my mouth because I knew I was gonna make out with this chick at the end of the night. I knew it, all right? And then after the game, we get to a spot, a place where, you know, then we make out, obviously. And she comments, hmm, your breath is minty. And I was like, yeah, bitch, I made it happen. (laughs) Like, (laughs) they don't understand. They don't understand this shit's orchestrated. It's planning here. But it felt spontaneous. Uh, I tried to invite myself over to her place that night, but she wasn't having it. But we ended up making cookies and stuff later. So yeah, it ended well. But, uh, it's just like, you gotta fucking orchestrate this shit.